0: Hi, guys. It's Juliette Hahn with Love What You Do series. I'm really excited for my next guest because this is something I'm super passionate about, Stephanie Morum. Welcome, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited for you to share what you do because it is so important and not everyone knows how to do it. Stephanie empowers women to live a greener life without the stress. Just wait, guys. You're going to be a better human after this episode. Okay, so Stephanie, give us
1: your quote. My quote is by Steve Jobs. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pigs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You can quote them, disagree, with them, glorify or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do.
0: I love that. I don't know if I've actually ever heard that either. And you read it so beautifully. Mine's a lot shorter. Be a part of the solution, not part of the pollution. I love that.
1: Mom, excuse me, mom. Mom, excuse oh, me. Gosh, gosh. Mom, excuse me. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Next Stop Crazy Town. This is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of this weekly pod. I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little glimpse of my crazy world. I'm a mom of three, and I have two crazy boxer dogs. I will have guests some weeks, and some weeks it will just be me, but I will always be talking about uncomfortable things that have happened to me before motherhood or during motherhood. I just want you to know that you are not alone in this crazy world. Things happen that people don't like to talk about. But guess what? I do. I cannot wait for you guys to join me every week just to get a little laugh. Okay, Stephanie, so I am really excited about that. So I think I had told you in my former life when I lived in Connecticut, I was the environmental person. So I actually used to go into our elementary school and I used to teach. I used to do a puppet show for the kindergartners and I used to teach them the three R's. And we had a town dump that was really great. They had a like swap shop that you could bring things and people can come. And so like when we moved, I brought so many things to the swap shop and it was just really, really great place. And so I was on the board and I always said like I do a lot of stuff, but, you know, I didn't use plastic. I had things that I don't do just because I thought as a human I shouldn't be doing it. But you have all these tips and tricks. So how is this your passion?
1: I would say I always recycled. It was just like, that's what you did. You recycled. And then I slowly started to look at products where they biodegradable and stuff like that. And then I had a roommate that would buy organic food sometimes. And I would think, okay, maybe organic food is better, but I didn't know why. I'd go to the store and I'd randomly buy organic food, but I had like zero idea why I was buying it organic. And it kind of like started to morph a little bit more, a little bit more. And then I'm actually from Montreal, Canada, but we lived in the United States for about four years. So my daughter's actually born in the United States. Where about? Uh, she was born in Wichita, Kansas. So we lived in four different places. We lived in Augusta, Georgia; Wichita, Kansas; Williamsport, Pennsylvania; and Dallas-Fort Worth. It kind of started to morph a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, and it was just basically recycling. That's what I was passionate about, and I'd be very like passive aggressive with people. Like, did you know you could recycle that? So not a good thing. Like I do not do that now, let's just say. Right. And so it was that. It was like recycled. Then we moved to the US and I watched the movie Food Inc. And when I watched that movie, it just changed everything for me. I mean, I ate well in the sense that, you know, I had salads and I ate my vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Cause I broke my collarbone when I was in university and I ended up going on Weight Watchers cause I gained a ton of weight because I wasn't active anymore. So I'm not into like diet culture, but as a university student taught me how to eat fruits and vegetables. Cause as a kid, I didn't learn how to do that. So I ate well, you know, I ate my fruits and vegetables, but I never knew where my food came from. I never really investigated any of that. And so by watching Food Inc, it just like opened up my eyes. I went vegan for like five minutes and I was like, whoa, what is grass fed? Why are there nitrates in our soil? It seems like it's not a good idea. Oh my gosh, what's happening to these chickens? I was like, okay, I'm only eating organic now. I don't know why, but I'm only eating organic. And so I went to my husband, I said like, we are going to be eating organic. And that's when he said, but why? Why is this better? Tell me why. Since we were living in the US, I'd taken a year off sabbatical from work. I'm a social worker. And I said, oh, I've got time, honey. I've got lots of time to research all the reasons why. And I did. I would go to a health food store and I would would ask the guy at the counter that sold meat, like, why would I want grass fed over this? Why do I want nitrate free meat? Why do I want this? Why do I want that? And the guy would like answer all my questions. And I started researching. And once you go down a rabbit hole of like one topic, it like morphs into like huger topics. So it started with food. And so I actually am vegan now, but at the time it lasted five minutes, like I said. So I started looking up food. And then as I'm looking at food, I ended up getting pregnant. So I started thinking about more about the products I'm putting on my body versus just, biodegradable products that are safer from the environment. Right. So I have always kind of done the organic thing as well, but you're right. I was just like, I don't know, there's
0: less chemicals. So I always was like, looked at environmental working group. It's a website, the foods, the clean list and the dirty list. And then I would also do the skin deep, but I didn't do the research that you did. I was just like, it makes sense to me. So I'm just going to go with it. So I'm so fascinated by this. Okay. So you got pregnant. You were thinking about the foods that were put in right. your body.
1: So I'm thinking about the foods and then I'm like, okay, I'm pregnant and I want to make sure the food Foods I'm putting in my body are safe, then I was started thinking, well, I want the products I'm using to be safe for the environment. But what about me? What are these products I'm putting on my body, like creams and everything? For example, <laughs> I used to drink Diet Pepsi like it was going out of style. When I got pregnant, I said, I can't have aspartame. I'm pregnant. And so again, it got me thinking, okay, if I'm not drinking Diet Pepsi while I'm pregnant, why would I drink it when I'm not pregnant? So I started questioning the food. Then it was, I was questioning the products I'm putting in my body. Then I started questioning, why am I being bombarded with all the stuff that I need to buy? Because I have a baby. Baby. Are these things actually necessary? Or is it just an outside source telling me I need all this when actually I don't and I can get by with half of that? Then I started questioning organic clothing versus not organic clothing. Why is that better for you? Why is that not better for you? Then I started like looking up how cotton is grown. Like it was just all these things. And I'm still in that rabbit hole. 10 years later, I keep learning, I keep growing, but it's just that one movie opened my eyes to so much. So I had watched Food Inc in the fall of 2009, where it started me asking the questions. And then I got pregnant at the beginning of 2010. So that's when I just started questioning everything. And so a friend of mine had a blog, like a mommy blog about like you know, exercising and all these, you know, makeup and stuff like that. And she said to me one day after my daughter was born in the fall of 2010, she said, you have so much information in your brain, like, cause you just keep spewing it out to me all the time. Why don't you start a blog? And I just looked at her, and I'm like, "Uh, I don't write, and I was never like an A plus student in writing. I'd always get my sister to like correct all my stuff. But she said to me, she's like, Stephanie, you don't actually have to be good at writing. You just need to get content out there. I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, okay. And so in 2011, I started my blog, Good Girl Gone Green. And the funny story how I came up with that name was I was throwing all these topics out, like the green mom or this or that, and I realized I'm like, I don't want to be identified as just a mom. Like I'm always going to be a mom, but I'm going to get Get older. You know what I mean? I'm going to be serving different people. So, my husband's sister, super creative, one of the most creative people I know. And I said, Hey, Amy, these are some ideas I have for the name of my blog. Can you help me? And she came up with two really great names. And one of them was Good Girl Gone Green, playing off of Good Girl Gone Bad, right? And so, I couldn't decide between the two names. And it was my birthday in May. And I didn't own like a smartphone or any Apple devices. And my husband bought me an iPad. So, I would have something to work on. And he engraved Good Girl Gone Green. Green
0: on the back. The chills that are happening in my body right now, because <laughs> this is exactly what the series is about, right? You were like, no way, because you had limiting beliefs, right? No, I'm not a writer. I can't do that. But then the more you thought, well, can I do this? And you took action. You didn't just sit there and was like, no, no, but you have knowledge. And so you were like, who can I talk to that can help me? So you looked at other people to help you start this. So I love good girl gone green. That's So that's actually where they can find you also on Instagram, right?
1: Good girl gone green underscore because somebody took my my username <laughs> and they don't even use it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's <laughs> so
0: frustrating. Oh, my gosh. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimited.com.
1: Okay, so then you got the iPad. Yeah, so I have the iPad and I start my blog and I just started connecting. I kind of had launched my blog, but I hadn't. And my friend said, just get on social media. And I'm like, uh, what's social media besides Facebook? And she's like, oh, get it. You know, and I started meeting other bloggers. So I got on Twitter. I was on Twitter all the time and I was on Facebook and I was connecting and I was meeting people. And that's how I created a community of green humans that want to learn how to live green, but also just readers. I just got on social media. I've been on Instagram since like 2011. I had no idea what I was doing. I wish I would have 10 years ago because I'd probably be in a different space right now on my Instagram. But for the longest time, I was like, I'm just going to post random pictures of my kids. No idea what's happening. And now I see the power of Instagram, right? And I wouldn't change anything. The last two
0: reels you did, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this. Explain like the last two. You give
1: like so many perfect tips. What I do on Instagram and what I've come to terms with is because on social media, I was kind of all over the map. I'm talking about business. I'm talking about green living. I'm talking about my kids. So everyone was confused, right? Everyone's confused on my Instagram going, what the hell is this girl talking about? Like, why am I here? So in the fall, I actually honed in and said, okay, if I'm confused, I can just imagine how everyone else is confused. And so I really started to focus that my brand is green living. It's the environment. It's humans rights. That is what I stand for. And if someone doesn't like it, they can just go follow somebody else. I'm not their cup of tea. And that's okay. So when I do reels, I'm really trying to be educational. My whole brand is not to be shameful. And you're not shameful because you did the straws. I love that. And then you also,
0: you talk about the plastic that Amazon does, which makes me... Well, intrigued. I
1: shame Amazon, but that's about it because they're a corporation. So I'm allowed to shame them. <laughs> yeah, but you really don't. Like your stuff is so
0: relatable for the woman. You also talk about products that you love because you and I exchanged a couple of products that I have some things where I don't use as much plastic, like, Like I do, my paper towel issues, I have to get better with that. (laughs) I do have those other towels, but they always get so gross. So I'm going to ask you about how to make them not gross. But you really do. Like I love your Ditch the Plastic Laundry detergent and you talk about the product that you use instead of the disposable cup, you talk about the different cups and you have like your kids. It is so good. Your daughter (laughs) is like in there and it really makes you look and be like, okay, I can do this. This is not hard. And as you said, you don't shame anyone. You're like, okay, if you're doing this, that's okay. But why don't you make a little change to help and be better? So continue. So I love it.
1: I was just going to say like my whole mission is I want people to be educated. And if it's education on green living, it's education on another topic is to make those informed decisions and then make your decision based on the knowledge you have, right? So if you watch Food Inc and you're totally okay with what you watched and you're okay with eating conventional meat and not caring about animal welfare, then that's fine. You watched the movie, you got informed and now you're continuing the way you ate and that's fine. And that's kind of the message I want to give. Here's some information. You can keep using paper towels or here's an alternative. Now you have knowledge that paper towels are wasteful and all these things. But if you want to keep using them, keep using them. You get to make that decision. I don't make that decision for you. So that's kind of the message that I want to portray to people is here's the knowledge do what you need to do with it
0: you know the people will say like when i talk about organic foods or like environment there's people that will be like oh you're shaming and i'm like i'm not shaming i'm just saying you could do it this way that's what's beautiful about your mission and what you're doing on social media because you're not shaming you're like i'm still friends with you i'm just giving you information about how to do it better and you do it very simple Give us some of your like top tips that someone can
1: listen to this and literally run off and do it right away. So my number one tip that I always give is take your shoes off in your house. And the reason I say that is our shoes are dirty. (laughs) They're nasty. We're walking outside, we're walking in the woods, we're walking on asphalt. We could be walking in dog poop. Right now there's tons of snow outside. So the last thing I want in my house is dirty snow. And then I have to clean it up. That's the absolute last thing I want. So for me, it's taking off your shoes. One, because they're dirty and they track in toxins in your house that you don't need. That now is all over your floor. If you have young kids, now your kids touch them and you have to wash your floors more often. Who the hell wants to wash their floors all the time? I don't. I don't. Right. So if you're wearing your shoes in your house, there might be a good chance that you need to wash your floors more often. So that's kind of like my number one tip because it's easy and you can implement it now because you don't have to buy anything. And it's really funny because side note, I thought it was really common to take your shoes off because most people where I live in Montreal, it's never been a question to take your shoes off. But then when I was in the US, it was like a really big deal. And then when I, dug deeper and I I was actually having conversations. I had a conversation with someone recently and they said people take real offense to taking their shoes off. And I was trying to understand why I'm like, it's my house. If I want you to take your shoes off, you are. And then we got a little deeper and it's like, some people might have holes in their socks and they're embarrassed. So they want to take their shoes off or they're wearing no socks. Then it becomes more of not that I don't respect that you don't want me to take your shoes off. It's I'm embarrassed about my feet. I'm embarrassed about my socks. So that really got me thinking. And I feel like it's more common in the U.S. to not take your shoes off? Because when I watch stuff on the internet, everyone has their shoes on and I die a little bit inside when I see that. But here, I've probably offended somebody, but most people they take their shoes off.
0: So I lived in New York City for many years and I was like, I have babies. I used to wipe my dog's feet when they came in and (laughs) I would have people that made fun of me and I was like, we're walking on the city streets. I want to lay on my floor. I want to sit on my floor. I want my child to crawl on the floor. His hands are going to go in his mouth. And we would have relatives over that like would not take their shoes off, and when I had a baby, I probably was a little hormonal, so I would get a little, a little aggressive about it. <laughs> and there was times I remember my husband would be like, "Aunt, so and so is not taking her fucking shoes off. Just let it go." <laughs> and I would watch where she was going, and I'd be like, Ooh, "The fucking shoes." <laughs> and it made me crazy because I literally would wipe my dogs I had like a towel I would wet it and wipe their feet because if my dogs also go on my couch they go in my bed which people think that's odd they're like why do you have your dog in your couch or on your bed well I do clean them and I want them there so yes you might judge me for that I'm not judging you for not taking your shoes off but if like you came into my house I really want you to take your
1: shoes off but I was just gonna say like you're talking about dogs and my husband really wants a dog in terms of the kids and one of the reasons I don't want a dog is because I don't want Clean any floors. And I even said, I'm like, I'm going to put booties on their feet and they're going to have to walk around boots outside. And my husband's like, We're not putting booties on a dog and take them off when they come in the house. I said, Well, maybe in the winter because it's cold out and their paws might get cold. So I said, Well, the winter that would be solved. And then I said, In the summer, I'm like, So I wash their feet. He's like, You're going to wash their feet, their paws. And I'm like, Well, I don't want them on my couch if they're dirty. But he's like, starting to make the point now, our kids aren't like, they're seven and 10. Like they play on the floor, but they're not literally babies, right? So I've let go a little bit, but if you come in my house, you're taking your shoes off. It's black or white for me, except if someone has come in our house a couple of times and they're like workers, sometimes they're not allowed to take their boots off for like security reasons. Then I'm always like, oh, why don't you have booties to put on I get it.
0: I get it. And it's so funny that because I literally, this used to be my my thing and my husband would kind of tease me because he would come in from work. His work shoes would be in his closet and he would walk and I'd be like, honey, you're on the subway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just fucking take them off and then carry them? It was always a little. He's like, no, I'm keeping my shoes on. I'm walking there or whatever. And now that we live in the suburbs, it's a little different and our kids are older and not as good about taking the shoes off. But I hear you. So I do love that tip. So what is your number two tip?
1: So my number two tip is fragrance. So fragrance is just to ditch fragrance and get it out of your products. And I'm talking about synthetic fragrance because there are essential oils that are safe and okay to use. I'm talking about synthetic fragrance, man-made in a lab. So most products that say fragrance on them, the companies don't have to disclose what that chemical shitstorm is. Meaning they don't have to disclose what all the harmful chemicals are that make that fragrance smell. There are harmful chemicals that are in the production to make that fragrance. So companies are not required to disclose that. So you have no idea what's in it because it's proprietary and it's harmful you know it gives you headaches they disrupt your body they're not safe try to remove as much as you can fragrance and buy unscented buy unscented laundry detergent buy unscented dish soap and if you really really want a smell because people equate the smell of flowers or lavender to being clean and i don't because it's been 10 years that i don't use fragrance so unless it smells stinky that's the only way i know it isn't clean so if you really 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 want something to have a scent you can go buy a bottle of lavender and add some drops of lavender to whatever it is. That's kind of my second tip, which leads me to like my third and fourth tip, which are dryer sheets. Dryer sheets are super toxic as well. We moved in September and before that, before selling our condo, we lived in a condo. And so in the spring and summer, I would open the windows, but then on the weekends, it would just be this nasty smell of like flowers, but not really the smell of flowers because they're synthetic. And I'd have to close my windows because I didn't want to smell it. I would get an instant headache. So a way that you could avoid not using dryer sheets is I recommend people to get wool dryer balls. They're little balls and you put them in your dryer, but four or six of them. If you really want to smell, add essential oils to them. Keep them in your dryer. One, because they're balls, they're going to bang your clothing. They'll dry a little bit faster and it helps with the static. So wool dryer balls instead of dryer sheets.
0: I never use dryer sheets, but our stuff is so staticky and it makes my husband crazy. So he did just recently and he only uses it on his stuff because I'm like, no, I don't want that on. But he's like, it's the free and clear 7th generation.
1: Do you know that product? Yeah, I know seven generation. I just I try to avoid like big companies. I have trust issues (laughs) because I feel like they use a buzzword like free and clear or free and clean. Is it really that clean? Is it just a buzzword? There's no way to monitor this. It's not like food where it's like USD certified or Canadian certification for organic. It's like it's stamped. Personal care products and cleaning products. There's no government body really, right? So with wool dryer balls, just side note is it's going to be synthetic fibers that causes that, right? It's not going to Cotton. Cotton isn't going to get staticky. It's going to be the polyester. So, if you're cleaning polyester and it's in the dryer and you have a bunch of cotton, that's what's sticking to your clothes and causing the static. It's not the cotton, it's synthetic fibers that causes the static.
0: I always thought we're usually using cotton. So, I got to look into that because you're right. Not every load is staticky. And what if my towels are staticky?
1: So, the wool dryer balls, this is my experience with wool dryer balls, is I'll put them in, say my towels come out and they're a little bit staticky. As soon as I rip them apart, they're not staticky anymore. They're fine. So, it's just like that initial. Maybe in the dryer, but I find most static comes from synthetic fibers versus like the natural fibers. And you know what? A lot of companies mix natural fibers and synthetic fibers two together and you don't even know. So, right. Okay. So my next question is, can they find any of this stuff on your Instagram or your blog? Someone can send me a message. I can send them the link to the wool dryer bowls, but you can find them literally anywhere just google wool dryer balls but i can send you a link. Yes.
0: <laughs> I want the ones that you use. Okay. Then my other question is, i think i told you i've changed our detergent for our laundry. I always used clear and free. I never had anything cuz my son used to get like some sort of rashes. I have found a product that doesn't have the plastic. It's awesome. It's in these I think I sent it to you. They're like uh, cardboard. Now, I did get the one that has a slight scent for the first time in 15 years. We never used a scent. (laughs) And it's supposed to be all natural. Do you think it
1: is like a natural oil? I think if it doesn't say essential oils that I wouldn't trust, why wouldn't you disclose? If it says fragrance from essential oils, I have a better chance of trusting that they probably are using essential oils for the fragrance. But if they're not using essential oils, then they're not going to put it. So the lavender, the thing is, I always thought that lavender could be like a disruptive for boys in
0: hormones or something like that. I always heard that. So I didn't use lavender for my sons. Do, have
1: you heard that? I've heard about it, but like I haven't done like in-depth research. And my son is seven and I've been using essential oil since he's been like nine months old, just diffusing them in the house. And as they got older, I started putting it on their body, like on their feet and stuff like that. And I never had problems with lavender. Like he loves lavender.
0: Very interesting. Okay, so Stephanie, tell everyone where they can find you again.
1: So, my blog is goodgirlgonegreen.com. I hang out mostly on Instagram. So, my handle is at goodgirlgonegreen underscore. I don't use Facebook a lot anymore. You can find me on Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse. And are you Good Girl Gone Green there? Yes, I'm Good Girl Gone Green on Clubhouse. I do do rooms on Clubhouse about green living. I mean, they haven't picked up tons of momentum just because I think the platform is so new, but with time, I really think it's going to grow. So, those are the two places I hang out the most. You know, I'm on Pinterest, I'm on TikTok, and stuff like that. But where I hang of the most is Clubhouse and Instagram. And Clubhouse, this is where we met again, guys, another
0: interview. I mean, this is what I love about that platform right now. It's so informative. We're putting so many people in touch with each other, so many people that are helping each other. So I just love that. I love your message. I want to get it out there for everyone. So definitely check out Good Girl Gone Green. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Guys, if you liked what you heard, please share this podcast, rate and review it, share it with everyone that you think would want to hear it, and definitely give us a subscribe button so you guys can hear the next wonderful woman in the Love What You Do series. I hope you liked this episode of Next Stop Crazy Town. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in every week. For more information, check out nextstopcrazytown.com.